the other thing that's so important is that really plays into your physical health because often we can't work out and we can't eat healthy because of these circumstances and situations. And we feel that we are kind of a victim of the things out here that are going around us. And if we believe we have no power or control to overcome those, and that's the reason we're not exercising and eating healthy, we're trapped. But when we start to say, yeah, these things are happening, but now I can still choose this. This is the Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking with the founder of Faithful Workouts, Ms. Michelle Spadafora, to learn about the importance of being a good steward of our health. So Michelle's the founder of Faithful Workouts and the mother of three super cool adult children. She's been married to Jeff for 31 years and loves her dogs. She eats really healthy about 80% of the time, but she still enjoys that glass of wine, great bread, and what we all love, those French fries. She loves to cook, (laughs) does not have six-pack abs and never has, and she loves to laugh and never takes herself too seriously. Her desire is that Faithful Workouts helps women reach their goals physically, but even more importantly, she wants them to know how loved they are by our Heavenly Father. So without further ado, welcome to the Leadership on the Rocks podcast. Michelle, we are so honored to have you. I am so glad to be here. I I absolutely love doing things like this. I love talking about the passions I have and the message that God's put in me to share. So I appreciate you inviting me. Well, I am so excited. Now, I have to tell everybody how I've come to know you and just your absolutely inspiring leadership in the fitness industry. So I love finding devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. It's free, by the way, if you don't have it. So download that YouVersion Bible app. And I was in there looking for just faith and fitness. I'm, you know, really struggling with that. And leaders, you know, you're so stressed. You would rather kind of eat and drink your feelings and your stress. So I stumbled upon Michelle's devotional called Diets Don't Work, This Does. And it was a phenomenal devotional, but even more so her videos on there, I felt like she was talking directly to me and she had a YouTube channel. So Michelle, I've been working out with you a lot for the past couple of months and I've lost some weight. I'm I'm very happy to pronounce. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Um, You know, talking about your website, your YouTube channel, like you have 500 workout videos, you have, you know, 31,000 users on your site and then tons of cooking recipes, plus a, your own podcast or blog. So just talk to us about what you're doing in the fitness industry. You know, back in um, 2008, 2009, um, I was an event planner for many, many years, but I also taught fitness classes. And I was someone who came to faith late in life. So I came to my faith in 2004. I was 42 at the time. And um, back in those days, I was doing, like I said, event planning, but I knew that God was calling me to something else. And I took some time out of my busy schedule and I just um, like, Oh God, it was like six months spending time talking to God specifically about Ephesians 2.10. You know, what's the good works that you've planned in advance for me to do? Like, just tell me, I just want to know, I want to do what it is you want me to do. And in some quiet time when I was praying, I felt God just whisper into my heart, take me to your fitness platform. And I was um, working at a gym and started doing Christian music and talking about Jesus and all that. And then God just opened up these other doors and our show started on DirecTV in 2009. And then from there, we expanded really into the website. And, you know, it's just something that's constantly growing, constantly changing. But the core message is all about bringing health to the body and soul. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, you know, we've kind of been doing and everything that we think about and strategize about and add has to come down to does this help people to become stronger physically and spiritually? Because that's what God has called me to do. You know, and on our podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, leadership on the rocks, like building our life and leadership on the essential rocks. And we talk about so many things, but really health is one of them, you know, that that we're not stepping into enough as leaders. And, you know, you and I in previous conversations said that in order to be the leader that God has created you to be, it really requires you to be strong physically and spiritually to, to carry the weight of just leadership and everything that you're into. So talk to us about, you know, how you would encourage leaders to be good stewards of their health, not just to give it all away, which leaders so do. They give it all away to other people. But how do we care mm-hmm. for ourselves? How do we be good stewards of what God's given us? Yeah, you guys, if you're someone who says, I don't have time to exercise, I mean, I get it because as a leader, you have so many kind of demands or pulls on your heart, things that you're passionate about and things that you want to really give 100% to, but you have to hear this. If you don't have health, one, I mean, you could die tomorrow and you can't give anything. I mean, you know, that's one option, but also you can't be the best you can be if you're not taking care of your health. I mean, every study out there shows that exercise is important, that eating healthy is important, that it affects not just our physical health, it affects our emotional health. It, is, it affects the sharpness of our brain and how we can make decisions. So it should truly be like, first and foremost, before I put anything into my calendar, I'm going to just put a little, some side, aside some time here to say, okay, this is my time to take care of my health. This is my time to take care of my physical health. This is time to take care of my spiritual health. And even like, like for me, my emotional health, I need to go out for a walk. That's something that's really important to me. And I have to get outside and I have to just have time out in beauty. And so those are my non-negotiables. And you have to ask yourself, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that are going to go into your calendar? And no matter how busy it gets, you don't take these out. Now, hear me. I have it easier. I teach. I have to be there. You know, It makes it easy. I've taught for 38 years now. But even when I travel and everything, it's people know, like, this is what I'm going to do. And um, I would just encourage you to try it, to try moving daily, to try to eat healthier and just see how you feel. It just, it, I mean, as I'm saying this, what it reminds me of is when I came to faith later in life, my husband wasn't quite there. And what I said to him is I said, what about one week? Pray like you believe someone's listening and see what happens. Yeah. And sure enough, the peace, the joy started to come in. And so he committed to an activity and then he felt these benefits that came. And that's what I'd like you to try. Just try it. Absolutely. You know, and everything that you're saying, you know, leaders say a lot of times or people say in general, yes, God's a priority in my life. Health is a priority in my life. But is it is it a priority if you don't dedicate any of your resources to it, your time, your energy, you know, your money towards it? And especially in leadership, you know, I picture like a fountain. You are constantly pouring into people. But if you don't have anything being poured into you, then what you have to give is really nothing. Like you're so parched, you can't pour into that. So how can you help us, you know, in leadership, we are so busy. I mean, the emails alone are overwhelming. Then we have the meetings and then we have all the phone calls after the workday and the work after the workday and then the family. How do we truly devote, if we say it's a priority, how do we give 
our time, our energy to it? Like, what are some actionable steps that leaders can take to really make this happen in their lives? One of the first things that I would start with, Bethany, is to say that, you know, as a leader, often we are goal focused, like, you know, what is the outcome that we want? And so what I want you to do is when you think about an outcome, you know, specific when it comes to taking care of your health, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be in five years from now? Who do you want to be in 10 years? Write down some descriptors of what that person is and what that person looks like. And then start to believe that you can become that person. If you want to be a person who's full of strength and energy and who has enough to give to the world because they've been taking care of themselves, that's something first that you need to start with is who do you want to be? Write down those descriptors. Okay, now that you have that, what are the habits and routines that you need to get into so that you can become that person? And then here's a really important step where I think a lot of people mess up when it comes to their physical health goals. They set a goal of, I want to lose 20 pounds. So I'm going to, this week, my goal is I better weigh 162 by Friday. Okay. So you're focusing on an outcome that you're looking for, but not on the habit and routine. So if I put down that what I'm going to do, because I believe these habits and routines will get me to where I want to be. I believe that if I exercise for at least 25 minutes on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I limit my sugar intake to less than 24 grams every day, that's going to help me get there. So that each day, you have a win when you do that habit or routine. It's not based off of the result. Mm -hmm. You know exercise and cutting back on sugar is improving your health. You need to focus on that. And so every day you can have a win because as leaders, we love to get a win. So set these daily habits and routines or activities that you're going to commit to that will help you reach your goal that will you believe will help you to become the person you want to be. You see kind of a difference there. I'm not focusing on losing 20 pounds. I'm focusing on the activities that I believe will get me to be, reach that goal, but more importantly, get me to be that person I want to be. Absolutely. Being faithful in the daily activity that it takes, the outcome will eventually come to fruition, you know, and sometimes we, we look at that mountain and that mountain is so scary but all we see is a mountain whenever we need to be looking at the first step and the next step and the next step and, and really chunking that into what we're doing daily. It's everything that you just said, I can see it applying so many levels of leadership for, sure. you know, you know, basketball, right. Or any kind of sport, you've got to do the fundamental thing. So if who you want to be is a healthy person that can pour into others, then what are the the foundational things that you're doing to, to pour into yourself. So it's so good. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, in, in thinking about just physical health and stewardship. So stewardship is one of our, uh, essential rocks at leadership on the rocks. It's taking care of what God has given you. You know, God has given you the leadership position. God has given you the family. God has given you, you know, whatever influence you have, and it's ours to be a good steward of and take care of. So in thinking about stewardship of health, and you've mentioned mental health, the work environment today is just so full of stress. And so we have a physical health that we're not necessarily taking care of, but what about the mental health? You know, how can you as a leader step in and and help the people that you lead come to know the importance of caring for self as well? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I would start with even just saying that comment of that, the workplace is full of stress. 
because the workplace is full of circumstances and situations. It's our interpretation of those that can cause stress or not stress. That's that's what You're I would say. mind with that one. That one's deep. I need you to say that one again. I have to hear these I, like big truths again. Yeah, I think we have to understand that the world, the workplace, our homes, everywhere we go, they're full of situations and circumstances. They're not necessarily full of stress. It's our interpretation of those that cause us the stress. That is so good. And, but I mean, I really, I really mean that because I've hear it all the time. The world is so stressful right now. I'm like, no, you know, or uh, how can you possibly live without worry? Well, there are ways to be in the world, but not of the world. And there's ways that we can go to scripture and say, you know, in this world, you will have struggles, but be of good heart. I have overcome it. And to rely more on that than how the world's telling us to interpret it, because you have to know this guys, stress is killing us. I mean, the list of effects of stress, long-term stress on our body, physically, mentally, emotionally are huge. And so don't give in to the fact that you have to have stress in your life. You have situations that you need to go to God with and allow him to help you through it. If I'm honest, I've been going through probably the the, the most challenging time of my life, which was moving my 93-year-old parents from Florida to Colorado short on time. But I chose, and I'm not saying I did it perfectly by any means, but I chose to keep trusting God that he would give me the strength, that he would give me the patience, that he would put place things in place so that I could move them here. So I just want to start with, with that, like... Um, it's important to know. But it is. Then also, go the ahead. No, what I was just saying, the perspective of that, I just, I wanted you on that for so long. I just thank you for dropping that truth. It's not necessarily the situation and the circumstances. It's how we're interpreting that. So we've got to do a better job of going to God first in that. And we yes. don't have as much stress. Mm, so good. And the reason, the other thing that's so important is that really plays into your physical health because often we can't work out and we can't eat healthy because of these circumstances and situations. And we feel that we are kind of a victim of the things out here that are going around us. And if we believe we have no power or control to overcome those, and that's the reason we're not exercising and eating healthy, we're trapped. But when we start to say, yeah, these things are happening, but now I can still choose this. So that's, um, you know, I, I've, I've heard so many people's stories over the years, and I know that we often believe it's everything out there that's causing us to not take care of here. So yeah. it's so um, good. You said that victim mentality we do, we adopt it so quickly, you know, because of the situations and circumstances. I used to joke back in my early days, I always had strong moral ethics, but I really had situational ethics when it came to food and everything else. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's basically yeah. situation I'm in, and that is a victim mentality. We have so much more control and power over choosing, but we get sucked into the weaknesses of, but I'm a victim or I can't control these things. So I'll just go with the flow and we don't have to. And I think that's part of the leadership where we've got to grow that backbone and rise up and say, no, this is a priority or this situation will not overtake me. I'm going to continue on with what I value and what I prioritize. So it's so good. So how can all of Okay. Oh, one last thing about busy. Just, you know, I think there's so much talk out there about busyness and how it's like so bad and all this. But I don't think I'm one who can kind of like I've chosen to almost embrace the schedule of my life. Mm-hmm. I have I've chosen it. Like I've stepped out and I've said yes to these things. And so I just want to say, like, if you're a busy person, don't let that be an excuse for everything else. You can be a busy person and still take care of yourself. 
because that's what I think so many people think I'm too busy. So you can be a busy person. You can also embrace the busyness because I think it's more about what are you doing with the margin that you have? So if I'm a busy person and every night I, you know, I watch TV for a couple hours, that's not really margin that you're using well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, yeah, I want to be fully used up at the end of each day. I want that. But I also want to know God better. So the margin that I have, I'm choosing to use it for things like my health and being with God over these other things that can zone us out. So So good. So just kind of looking back at just some of the the truth bombs, let's just call them what they are, that you're dropping is one, you can't pour into others if you're not pouring into your own faith and, and physical well-being. Two, we are not victims of our situations and circumstances. We can choose joy and peace and love and, and all these things and choose our health as a priority. So now let's kind of transition and just say leaders are high achievers. So they want to go, 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 go and do, do, do. And they're used to achieving those results. But as I'm learning in my lovely middle age, I don't accomplish things like I used to. So 20s, I could drop pounds and weight. I could go run a half marathon, which I did a couple of them. And But now in my 40s, not so much. So talk to us about that uh, the whole purpose of progress over perfection and meeting your body where you're at. Again, I work out with you a lot, and I hear you say that a lot. Meet your body where you're at. So talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah, I, you know, often like, and like you just said, Bethany, you know, especially women in their, about in their forties is when they realize, whoa, what happened? I'm like starting to put on weight and I haven't really changed my eating and all of that. So if you're experiencing that currently, you're not alone. And there's a reason for it. It's that when we age, we lose muscle mass. It's the natural thing of our body. We lose muscle mass and muscle burns up more calories than fat. And so when you lose muscle, you're not burning as many calories 24 seven. That's why one of the things that I am so big on is strength training and keeping our muscle mass there so that your metabolism stays elevated because you'll hear all these things out there about, oh, your metabolism, here's how you can increase it with this pill. No, no, it's about doing strength training. So that's one of the things that you have to like put into your schedule. And another thing, and I'm just talking kind of like some some physical health, some real like, here's what you can walk away with and start to do. One, I can't say this strong enough, guys, take the word diet, every bit of it out of your, like never let it come in again. Let it die. (laughs) Yes. I have a friend who like for months would come up to me, but what about this diet? My friend lost this amount. What about this diet? She like, you know, and all this stuff months later. Yep. Those people all put the weight back on. I'm like, this is not a sprint. This is not about deprivation and poor you. This is about like, wow, I have an opportunity right now to start really eating healthier food so that I can feel better and be excited about that to be thinking like, whoa, what can I give my body tomorrow? That's going to help me to feel and be, and be become the person I want to be and all of that. So very practically don't diet. I, like I said, like you read in my bio, I eat healthy 80% of the time. I have no guilt about having some French fries or a piece of bread or a glass of wine. No, I'm not. That's because I haven't set this unrealistic expectation. Cause once we set this unrealistic expectation, we don't meet it as a leader. We failed. Why even try? So I'm not going to set myself up for failure. I'm not going to try again. But if you have a more, a little bit of looseness, you know, in what you're doing and expect that not every day you're going to do things perfectly. 
then you're going to feel, okay, I had this, I'm having more successes. As a leader, often when we make mistakes, we feel like we've failed. But I love the quote that says, failure is not the falling down, it's the staying down. So leaders out there, you will have days where you're, you know, your journey from here's where I am now to here's where I want to be isn't going to go like this. I mean, we'd all love it, right? To just yeah, to have that straight line. <laughs> it's going to be dips and twists and dips and that's okay. You know, just looking again, you, you said something I love progress over perfection, but consistency over perfection. Oh yeah. Consistently doing a little bit, you know, consistently going up there. Um, I kind of got off on a tangent. I answered your question. You did. You did perfectly. And, you know, and as we kind of wrap up this episode, I just can't hit it home enough of, you know, leaders out there, you've got to take your faith everywhere. And I've heard Michelle say this so many times. So Michelle, I want you to kind of, you know, lead us on this charge of this. I've heard you say before that life is like a pie and we like things all nice and organized and put them in their slices. I almost think of like trivial pursuit, right? Those little pie pieces. And you're like, faith has to be in all of it. It can't be its own little pie. You know, can't just go to church on Sunday and that's where your faith lives. So talk to us about how to be successful because the real key, like diets don't work. This does. The whole point of that is, yes, you're doing the physical habits of exercising, but the key is that faith and the changing of the mindset and the way that we think about things. So will you kind of lead us into that? Yeah. Um, True story. My husband and I were talking one night, he was traveling um, and we were talking about how come there's so many people who are going to church and would say they are choosing to follow Jesus, but they're not living with lasting joy and lasting peace. Like what's getting in the way? Mm-hmm. Talked about it, didn't figure out the answer, but we f- I fell asleep, woke up in the middle of the night with two words loud and clear in my mind, and they were fully integrated. And I heard the words repeatedly enough that I got out of bed and wrote them down next morning, talking to God about those words. And this is what it is, guys. He's like, no, 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 no. They're trying to put me in their nice little pie piece, you know, and we feel like if we've given 10% of our pie to our faith, thumbs up, we succeeded, but forget the pie. Think more about a, a bicycle wheel at the very center is a spoke and everything comes off of it. Or think about a a pendulum holding on here and you're constantly moving, but you're always grounded. Those are what we're looking for when it it comes from our faith. We want to have Jesus as part of everything we do, like everything. You're in the grocery store and you're literally talking to God like, hey, like, should I, you know, what should I buy? Does that person need to hear something from you? You go to get your hair cut. God, does she need something? Can I tell her something? And you're just like in this constant communication with him. And that's when life is going to start to really bring you this unbelievable joy because he is our source of joy, right? In John 15, remain in my love or abide. So is it like 10 times? Like if you didn't hear the first time, here's the second time. And if you do this, you will overflow with joy. And that's what I think everything we're doing right now is because we truly want more joy in our life. I mean, if you really think about it, peel back, onion layer, back, 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 <laughs> core, I want more joy. And if you do, yeah, the things you're doing as a leader are super important, but nothing is going to give you lasting joy if you don't remain in his love, if you don't include him in every single thing you do. And I'm going to tell a quick story because I just was so powerful for me. I have, I had a dog named Mojo and Mojo literally was with me. He just wanted to be with me all the time. 
And one day I woke up and I grabbed my computer and he ran to the door because he knew that I was going to be going down to teach a class. Later in the day, I picked up my purse and he ran to a different door because he knew I was going to go in my car. And I looked at my dog and I felt like God was whispering, just like Mojo wants to go with you everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. I want to be with you. Don't leave me in your quiet place. Don't leave me in the pew at church. And the reason Mojo wanted to come with me everywhere, he knew I would be safer in his with him there. He knew that my life would be better with him. And it's what God's saying to all of us, like, hey, I just want to like be with you. I want to make your life better. And if it's going to be better, you need to invite me into every single part of it. Man, you know, you saying all that, and I have so lived this out, you know, serving the public as an educator, let's just say I've been cussed out a couple of times and had some really hard uh, conferences. You know, I really learned to pray before stepping into those hardships. And I'll, you know, every time, like I just, I couldn't get enough of it because God just helped me through every single moment. Whenever, you know, somebody was even yelling in my face, I'm praying while they're talking to me, God, help me to know how to respond with love and kindness. So instead of even listening to, you know, the repulsive words, but now, you know, you know, fast forward several years, I'm so living the fruit of that. It, what you said just hit the nail on the head of what I've experienced. It is a constant conversation with God in everything, in every interaction. And I think, you know, we as leaders, we have got to tap into that power source way more. You know, we serve an almighty God, all knowing, and we just try to do things on our own power, you know, even our own health in our own power without tapping into that wonderful, powerful source that we serve, you know, an all powerful God. So Thank you for that. Um, so I do want to ask you, you know, we've, we've learned so much, literally, I just, I wish I could sit here and just write all the quotes that you said, but what are some key takeaways for our listeners to walk away with and start applying kind of everything you talked about in caring and being a good steward of our bodies? Yeah. You know, um, there's scripture in the book of Haggai, which is, I know an odd little, <laughs> probably a lot of people have read Haggai. Anyway, it says, you know, they were called to rebuild the temple that uh, we're in Jerusalem and everything. And so um, Haggai says, why are you living in luxurious homes while my home lies in ruins? Mm -hmm. So back then, you know, the temple was his home. Where is his home now in our bodies? And so when you talk about stewarding your body, I just think that's such a strong verse to go to like, hey, you might be doing all these great things out here in the world, but why is my home lying in ruins? So let that just kind of be something for you to go to to God with. Another thing, and um, as a leader, if you're and if you're like me, I often if I'll go to God, but you know who does most of the talking? Me, because I'm used to that in my life. Literally, there's a scripture, and here's how I heard the scripture in my mind for God to tell me I was talking too much. There's a scripture, and here's what I heard: Listen, God, your servant is speaking. That's not the scripture. Speak, God your servant is listening, not listen, God, your servant is speaking. Mm -hmm. So go to God, but also give him time to talk. I'm still working on that. I do a lot of the talking. (laughs) Um, So that's just another thing when you go to him to let him do more of the talking. And then um, I would say I have a a scripture that I love from Colossians 1.29. And it's... um, Paul's talking and he says, I work very hard at this as I depend on Christ's mighty power that lives within me. 
And when you're a leader in all areas that you're trying to make a difference, a positive impact in the world, and when it comes to taking your health, care of your health, you have to realize, yeah, you're called to work hard at this, right? Can we all raise our hand if we feel yeah. we work hard? Like, there's days I feel like I've used every bit that my brain has in trying to, you know, do things. But I also know that if I use a hundred, if I ever could come, you know, used hundred percent of my brain, which we never do, I could do nothing of value because I have, I have to depend on Christ's mighty power that lives within me. And so it's this beautiful balance of like, I can do all things in Christ. Yes. Nothing's impossible with God. And to just remember, you have, like we've said, the most unbelievable power that you can tap into. And you there's nothing the two of you together can't accomplish if it's according to his will. So um, that's Amazing. What, just, another one. Just to recap those, you know, let me make sure I got this right. I'm a teacher at heart, so I got to recap. You know, you said, why is my temple in ruins? God's temple is in us, right? We are the hands and feet of Christ. Let's care for our bodies, right? Care for the temple Two, listen, right? And that is hard for a lot of leaders who are used to talking all day, just to sit in quiet yeah. and listen for God. And then uh, what was that third one? You said the third one was? It's Colossians 129. It's just a partnership yeah, going part through life, like to have the confidence that I can do all things, mm -hmm. but have the humility of knowing I can do nothing of value without, oh. without him. Man, that's, that's amazing. All right. So kind of as we wrap up, I ask all of uh, the people on the show this, I want to know what is one poor decision that you would warn our leaders to avoid? You know, I've kind of um, spoken a little bit already and it's that whole meat not listening enough and, um, you know, really trying to let God speak into my heart. And because I have such a busy mind, that's hard. And sometimes I don't give it even enough time. I'll, I'll be like, okay, God, I want to hear from you. Okay. I'm going to do this. Like, you know, no, like it yeah, takes, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there's been times he, I mean, God's such a good God. Like there's times he answers me like that, like, you know, right here, but mm -hmm. there also is guys, he does want to talk to you. He wants to guide you and to not, because I, something that, I sometimes I'm like almost uncomfortable saying to people like I heard from God or I felt God whispering. He does want to talk to you. So don't like if you're feeling something in your soul, go with it. Compare it to scripture. You can also ask other um, people for wise counsel, but believe that the God who created everything wants to talk to you and he has a message for you. And I just know that once we start to believe it's his voice, He'll talk more. Once he's got your ear, he's like, okay, ready? Here's the next little nugget of truth for you. So good. And, you know, sometimes whenever, you know, you're, is that God, you know, because it kind of sounded like me, you know, just keep stepping into that of discernment of, you know, it probably is, but you're, you know, you're expecting a burning bush. <laughs> you know, that's one time in the Bible, just once. <laughs> I, I seriously say to God, my thought, your thought. And it's amazing if I really say that asking for confirmation, how I'll feel something like, or sometimes it's like, do I share this or not share this? And, and, you know, like just, he wants to help you, Absolutely. you know, so believe that, believe that small whisper. Cause that's where he talks, you know, often it's just in a small whisper and not the burning bush. 
Well, Michelle, you are doing such a good work. I know I am reaping the benefits of it personally. Uh, just, you know, the constant encouragement and inspiration, but then also the kick in the pants that I need of, hey, we're working out today. Go get a band. Oh, you don't have a band? That's not going to stop you. Oh, you hurt your back gardening? Guess what? Get a chair. Like you just keep me moving forward. So where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your work? So the best place to go is to faithfulworkouts.com. We have a website that's so full of resources and they're all free. So there's, I took the God, you know, kind of encouraged me to take away that barrier. Like, oh, I can't afford it. No, you, it's all free. And we have over 500 workout videos. We have meal plans. We have devotionals, Bible reading plan. We have a cooking show called The Fresh Table. Also on the website, you'll find um, links to our social media. So we do a lot, especially on like Facebook and Instagram, Pinterest, that kind of thing. Um, we Our show airs on quite a few networks, both the cooking show, The Faith uh, Fresh Table and the workout. So um, NRB station, inspiration TV, um, man, you, you're doing so much to serve it. And guys, I do want you to know she is leading, you know, she's not only leading with faithful workouts and just the physical fitness, but she's leading her own organization. It's a 5013 C and that's how they're able to give away all these resources for free. So I uh, definitely check her out at faithfulworkouts.com. And Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. You are just a constant inspiration of weaving that faith and that fitness and that spiritual life together so that we can be better leaders. So thank you for everything that you're, you're doing to help us with that. I love that you invited me to be here today. And I just, I just pray for all of you who are listening right now that, you know, you'll keep your ears, your eyes and your heart and your mind open to what God may have been whispering into your heart. And that if you have some closed thoughts that he's trying to open that, no, you know, maybe God's right now trying to say to you, stop the lie that you're not worthy of it. Stop that lie that says you'll never do it and start believing the truths of who I say you are, that you can do all things, that you're a masterpiece, that you're flawless. Start to really believe that you are worthy of his love. You, you are worthy, you know, in a way that not like you've earned it, but you are loved. You can't not be. And so now treat your body like you're someone who is loved and love yourself. Oh, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And guys, until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. And today's Bible verse comes from Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. I work very hard at this as I depend on Christ's mighty power that works within me.